There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet blow, lift your voice. Here I do believe, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet blow, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Give that to the Lord. Give a good hand clap of praise to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing on this brisk Wednesday night? A little chilly, isn't it? A little chilly. Exciting, though. It's exciting. I love being here on Wednesday nights. Amen. Thank the Lord. Will you all help me pray for the service and for what, for what we feel in the atmosphere, please? Lord, we love you. We're thankful for who you are, Lord. God. We're thankful that you came here already, Lord God, that you're already in the midst of this service, Lord God, that you were here in practice, Lord God, that you're here with pre-service prayers. Lord God, we're thankful for that you are here, Lord God. You are worthy, wonderful, and you are great, Lord God. I just pray that you guide our minds and our hearts tonight, Lord God, that your word that is sharper than two, any two-edged sword, Lord God, pierces our heart and shows us what we need to see, Lord God. You have a word for us tonight. You have a word for us tonight, Lord God, and we're thankful for that, Lord God. We're thankful for what you're going to do in this place tonight, Lord God. We're thankful and we love you and we cherish you so very much. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to get this one out of the way real quick. Jonathan Parks, come here. So, we handed out certificates, what, about a month, two months ago. We had to verify with the parents that he wanted to be moved up. So, he has graduated Kingdom Kids, and now he's in preteens. Good job, buddy. Hallelujah, right? going to get some more meat and potatoes, because they give meat and potatoes in that class. I know they do. I know, I know who teaches that class. Anyways, who's ready for a guest speaker next, uh, this Sunday? Robert Coffey, this Sunday. He's going to be ministering both services, so the adult class and then to everybody. That's exciting. We will not have service Wednesday the 23rd. We are going to um, celebrate Thanksgiving and let you all have a break. I was told many of you might be cooking. 
possibly. He's excited for a ladies' Christmas party. It is December 1st, and there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer for food. See Sister Laura if you have any questions. Can I get a couple ushers? There is a table in the dining hall with a bunch of free items. If anybody wants to go back there and get them, it is free. So if you want, just go look at it. If you don't want it, leave it. If you do, take what you want. Is anybody excited that we're done with peanut brittle? Yeah? Well, guess what we have to do now with that peanut brittle that we just spent all that hard work making it? Sell it. Yes. Right. We need it gone. Don't let it sit there and get all nasty and moldy. You know you got friends. So, yes, the great Christmas presents to give out. Stocking stuffers. I would love stocking stuffers with brittle. Can't have it, but still, I would love it. Okay, so you can sign out quantities of peanut brittle and cashew brittle, more than like two or three. And if you have any questions with a bulk quantity order, see Sister Rexanne. She will walk you through the process. I know there's many that may not have done it before, and that might be a little um, get confused or whatever. So if you will, see Sister Rexanne with any of your questions with signing up the peanut brittle, how to pay for it, and all that. Take a deep breath. Isn't the Lord so good? He is great. Um, Bishop's fine. I know somebody is probably worried about him. Bishop's fine. He's got a routine uh, doctor's appointment tomorrow, so he had to do some things tonight to take care of that tomorrow. But he is fine. He is still honorary. Trust me, he called me yesterday. He's honorary. Um, I'm glad to see Sister Monica tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Be ready to hear that soon, sis. Who's been praying for her? I'm so excited to see her tonight. Brother Zach, will you bless this offering, please? Jesus' name, amen. Will you guys march it on it? March out there, please. And then praise and worship with our worship team. Bye. 
into the darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you there's none like you our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome and power our god our god water he turned into wine open the eyes of the blind there's no one like you there's none like you into the darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you there's none like you our god is greater our god is stronger god you are higher than any other our god is healer awesome and power said nobody but nobody that's from years ago and I'm here to tell you that nobody is going to stand against the kingdom of heaven amen all right that's some good stuff uh, singers can be you can take a seat if you want and uh, that last song certainly ties into what 
I've been thinking about for this evening. How many, how many like being on the winning side? Man, are the kids' quests going out? Send them out? All right, kids' quest is dismissed. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'll tell you, I'm excited about serving the Lord. I'm excited about serving the Lord in Muncie, Delaware County. Amen. As anybody that's been around here a while knows that Delaware County doesn't have the best rap sheet. And uh, a lot of people tell you, oh, there's better places you can be. And I'm not going to say that there's not. But I'll tell you what, if you want to serve the Lord, you can serve the Lord here. Amen. Nobody can stop you. It's, it's up to you. And uh, <clears throat> say, oh, you know, try and try to, you know, they say the grass ain't, is never greener on the other side of the fence. And uh, I, do, I do make the statement, the grass is sometimes greener on the other side of the fence. And, uh, but if you jump the fence for whatever reason and you decide it ain't greener, jump it again. Amen. And you can correct your error. All right. So let's, uh, I want to revisit a subject that I touched on a couple weeks ago on the miracle and the mayhem. And uh, we're going to go to the word of the Lord today. That's may not be the exact wording I used a couple weeks ago, but <clears throat> same principle. And uh, <clears throat> it's it is very difficult. It's a challenge to uh, to activate what the Lord has given us. And sometimes our lives become such a whirlwind of things, people, places, and things, that it's difficult to, to latch on to exactly what we need to do. So we're going to uh, uh, go to the Word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter number 11. I'll get going. I, I make no apologies. I'm a working man. Wednesday nights... After working a week, it's been a pretty busy week. Uh, you know, my my brain's working at a certain pace, right? And if I had, <laughs> you know, if I had gotten, a, I woke up at I think it's four oh four this morning, and uh, so <clears throat> I didn't stay up. But but you all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Yeah, I mean, those getting rest is a good thing. Amen, and I, that's one of the biggest problems we have in our world is people don't get to rest. And you need your rest. Take it. That's why the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Get, take your time to rest. And uh, All right, Hebrews chapter number 11. 
please be patient with me and pray for me. Amen. I surely would appreciate it. We're actually going to chapter number 10. I'm going to start just above it. <clears throat> and it says, oh, this is a, go to verse number 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. <laughs> uh, the just shall live by faith. And if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Uh, 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse number 2. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Let's all pray together for this service and for each other. Amen. On top of being living these busy old lives, and there's been a respiratory thing going around, um, and it's been the real deal. And it got me a couple weeks ago, took my voice from me. But my voice is coming back. We thank the Lord for it. Praise the Lord. Pray for the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I tell you, I've, I've had some miracles in my life, but I've had a lot of recoveries. All right. So we're going to go to Second uh, um, Kings. You guys are getting a double dose of some of the things that have been a cornerstone in my life. Um, first one being there was a cast not away, cast not therefore away thy confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. All right. <clears throat> oh, this is a good one. It gets deep real fast. But Second uh, Kings chapter number 7. Second Kings uh, chapter number 7, verse number 1. Then Elisha said, hear, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. All right, let's lay a little foundation here. Um, the city had been besieged by 
Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts, uh, verse number 24 of chapter number 6, and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four, four score pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Amen. Now, I don't, <clears throat> I've never been in a situation like this. But this, this, to me, sounds like mayhem. And it even gets worse. And as the king of Israel passed by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the lord do not help thee, uh, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor, out of the water, and he says, What's wrong with you? And she's, the woman said unto him, <clears throat> she answered, This woman said unto me, Give me thy son, that we may eat him today, and we'll eat my son tomorrow. <clears throat> that sounds like mayhem, doesn't it? It sounds like a picture of desperation. It sounds like that people don't feel like anything's going to work out. And so they're attempting to take their resources and make them work for the situation that they're in. And uh, so I want, I want us to realize what our resources are in times, in these times of mayhem. And our resources are without a doubt our faith in Jesus Christ to keep us through it all. All right. We know that <clears throat> our faith is tested. When things are not going the way we planned, we have a tendency, there's an, there's an immediate temptation to rely on the arm of flesh to correct things that the Lord will correct in due season. Amen. So, I... When I think about this, I was I was reading about Daniel. Now, I, I don't know, remember if you guys, I referenced this, that um, earlier this year I went on a prayer quest. And, uh, and I feel like that I'm still on it. <clears throat> and after beginning the prayer quest, things got worse. And uh, and it was a it was a uh, it was a test for me. What should I do? How should I handle the mayhem that that came from drawing closer to the Lord? Amen. Now there in our modern approach to serving the Lord, I, I want to say something right now. Modern approaches don't work. Okay. The modern approach to serving the Lord it will not bring miracles. It, it just brings the mayhem. And that's, so that's the mayhem that we're in. I want to I be real clear about this. 
There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Nobody's got any new answers. Nobody. Nowhere. No, let me say that again. Nobody keeps coming back. Nobody, nowhere has new answers. The answers are the same old answers that have always been. If you want more of him, there's very few things you need to do. Very few things you need to focus on. We're going to get right to it. You need to focus on your prayer. You need to focus on your fasting. And you need to focus on your study of the word. That's, that's, that's all you need to do. <clears throat> okay? That's it. One, two, three. Bam. Problem solved. Whatever problem you have, you have three solutions for every single problem. Faith without works is dead. Okay? How you deal with your problems says what you believe will work. Okay? It, uh, you tell on yourself. I tell on myself. Remember when John Singleton called me a scab? Single, yeah, Singleton. You remember what I, what happened? I became angry. The Bible says to pray for them to despitefully use you. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Prayer's the answer. Okay, so your faith is going to be tested. You must respond in accordance to the Word of God if you want to have a miracle in the mayhem. All right, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den for, for what reason? What, what did he do wrong? Absolutely nothing. He was thrown there, and uh, he, had, he had a good attitude before he was thrown in the lion's den. And now I'm going to ask you a trick question. Did he have a good attitude after he was placed into the lion's den? Things were going real good before he was thrown in the lion's den. People connived against him, uh, conspired against him, and made up some fake rules. Now remember, uh, I'm going to tell you something. There are rules that are made up in our world that do not support the Word of God. Right? Um, they're not, you know, they are not uh, supporting revival in Washington, D.C. And they're not supporting revival in Indianapolis, meaning through the political channels. And that's not their purpose. That, that falls on the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, and the evangelists are given for the perfecting of the saints, not your congressman, yada, 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 you know. So we are living in mayhem, and in spite of living in the fear of God, and if, you're, if, you, do not, if you do not understand the fear of God, that's not the subject of tonight, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and without wisdom, you're going to be captured by people attempting to convince you that there's a new way to receive a miracle in the mayhem. And I, 
I, I'm almost ashamed, but we, I keep coming back to this subject matter. I, I'm quite certain, I am positive, that someone here is, is still seeking alternative solutions to your problems that are not truly biblical, uh, biblically based. And I want to calmly, as your brother in the Lord, as a friend, counsel you and beg you to stop seeking answers in any modern way, shape, or form. God's people, I'm going to tell you something right now. God's people are a devoted people. They're a serious-minded people. They're focused. They're worshipful. They're knowledgeable. Remember, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Thou believest in one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Anyone that does not believe in one God, listen to me, they do not know God. And you must be, they don't have the answers. If, if the Lord has not revealed himself to them, do not think that what they write, say, or even sing has the answers to your problems in your mayhem. Okay? I don't want no Trinitarians speaking into my life. I said it, I won't take it back. I'll say it again. I do not want Trinitarians speaking into my life. I love them. I want them to come on over to the winning side. There's a group of people that You don't need to study them. I'll give you an overview of it. In the 1800s, the guy said he had a new revelation. And he took off and he, I think he went to Salt Lake City, where they're headquartered now. Huh? Said he got a whole bunch of new stuff. A whole bunch of new stuff. There's nothing new under the sun. All right. So the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. Now here's how you can tell the difference. Everybody's got something to say. But it doesn't mean that what they're saying is endorsed by the Spirit of God. He said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he, he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. So in um, verse number 17, I don't know if I want to go that far or not, but the king used this man. He set him up there and he said, okay, you're going to take care of the gate. 
because things did change. Listen to me. Things change. I'm, I'm not talking to, I'm talking to us. I'm talking to us here and now. Let's make things change for the better. Things are changing. You guys know it more than I do because I've only been here a certain amount of time. Let's make the changes for the better. Because this is this is not this is not a game. This is not a joke. There are eternal souls that you care about and that I care about that need a place of refuge because they are in their own set of circumstances. They are paying way too much for way too little, and they've been paying it way too long. All right. So the miracle and the mayhem began when there was a couple of... Uh, Four men with leprosy who decided that in spite of, of uh, being surrounded by this army, that they had to do something. My Lord, it's just getting bigger and bigger. So if you're going to decide to do something, to break free of your circumstances, you've got the three avenues. You've got prayer. Fasting, study of the word. Boom. Do it. Too many self-help books out there are written by people who need help themselves. I said it. Listen to you. Listen to this old bald guy. You don't need to pay $15 for a new book. I'll give you a Bible. This book's got the answers. And if you're sincere, the secrets of it will unfold. As David said, hide thy word in my heart, O God, that I sin not against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See and ask for the old paths. Wherein are the good ways? Do it. So that the um, these men that were diseased with leprosy, oh, they uh, let's see what they said. Verse number eight. And when these lepers came to the othermost part of the camp, let's see what they said. And there were four lepers. Verse number three. I'm, I'm trying not to read a bunch of scripture to you, but I'm. I'm, I just got to cover it. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? I want to tell you something. Sometimes, as you just got to move. You got to make a change. So pray more. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Watch less TV. Watch less YouTube. 
much less football. Consider cutting it out altogether. It's an option. It won't kill you. I'll tell you what, not praying puts you in trouble. I don't care if things do get worse. I don't care if you do go into lion's den. Keep the right attitude and you'll come out of it. Can I say something? A lot of the hardest situations that I've ever been in, the Lord put me in them to train me, to mold me, to form an attitude that made it possible for Him to use me in places and in ways I never thought possible. I've been in a lot of situations in life I didn't like. But once I came through them, once I came out of them, I understood the value of what I had been placed in because the hand of the Lord was there the whole time. And just because I didn't see it and didn't appreciate it, I kept the faith and came through it in Jesus' name. All right, these four lepers said, why sit we here till we die? If we enter into the, and if we say we'll enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die here. But if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall on the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Hmm. And they had, they had the stamp of death on so many sides. They said, hey, let's, let's take a chance on it. And they rose up in the twilight, went into the camp. The Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, noise of horses, noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel. And they rose up and fled in the twilight and left everything. And the lepers went on in there. In the uttermost cart, they went tent to tent. They found all this stuff. So they went back and they told, they started telling people. Told the porters. The porters told the king. The king still wasn't sure. There is, there is a massive harvest for the individual that says, I am not going to stay in the situation I'm in. I feel like that society, I feel like that even our movement is daring people, daring people to draw close to the Lord. Don't do it, they say. It'll embarrass you. Don't, don't go down there to church and I don't remember if I've told you the story about my my dad my grandfather coaching my dad. He said, Bob, he said, you can go to any church you want to. Just don't go to the Pentecostal church. Trying to tell my dad how to serve the Lord. Mm. Dad went down to the Pentecostal church, got the Holy Ghost. And dad begin his walk with the Lord in spite of his own father's reprimands in spite of the mayhem in spite of the divided family mother over here living a certain way dad had went on and 
married, and the conflict, my, show you how much mayhem there was. My dad's mother told him one time, she said, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. And she, and my dad believed her. She was so angry and vindictive at that time. I, as a grandmother, I didn't know her to be that angry of a person, but time takes the edge off stuff. And he went forward. He said, I can't stay here in this situation. All around us, people are so hungry for what we know about. They want, they want the Acts chapter 2 experience. They want the real thing. And we have got to present that to them in its authenticity. No jokes, no ploys, and it's been, I think it's been said here, no big candy bars, no big contest, just the straight up and down miraculous working power of the Holy Ghost. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter number five. says ye are the salt of the earth but if the salt has lost his savor but if the salt have lost his savor wherewith shall it be salted it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men we people taste us through our existence and our interaction with them. And they know they know what flavor we are. No way around it. They they we give them samples of uh, of how we think and how we act in every circumstance. And I want to do my part in the kingdom of heaven to give people something that's authentic in a world that's filled with falsehoods. Because there is a miracle in all this mayhem. Amen? I'm looking at a lot of miracles in here today. Praise the Lord. I remember one time I was worshiping in a church service and literally thought that the pain, the pain increase in my arms, which my arms are, uh, were because of the work I've done through the years, just the repetitions have damaged them. And uh, one time I'd fallen off some scaffolding and when I got back to my chair, I, I thought I was having, I thought I was going to die. The pain was so intense. And then a couple days later, I realized that I'd been healed completely. Never panic when your situation seems to go wrong. Brother Scotty Teach preached, 
preached a message one time. He said, you can praise your way out of anything. All that's happening is that this world is trying to distract us from what we know really, really works. Amen. Let's look at what really, really works. I'm just, I'm just so thankful that this, this is not a secret. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. I want us to, and I know that it's saying, well, we've heard this many, many times. But it is, it is, it is the essence. There's no way to escape this. We've got to know it. We've got to believe it. We've got to, we have to do it. Now, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, that is something that is so difficult to accomplish in this day and hour. To get everybody together, to get everybody thinking about the same thing, wanting the same thing, and expecting the same thing. It's, it's, it's very difficult to do. If you want to have good church, you, me, I want to have good church, you will have... You're going to have to master the craft of controlling your mind. You're going to have to be focused. Focus. So, yeah, no, it's not a, this is not a martial art. You ever seen the videos of somebody, mm-hmm, they get up and they say, oh, I'm going to break these bricks. I've seen a video. <laughs> yeah, he didn't break no bricks. Chuck one. A lot of people say they're having church, but they ain't breaking no bricks. They ain't having church. Well, they can have. We can have church. The day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place, and then there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave, gave them utterance. When we come here, we must leave what is going on Anywhere else out there. Amen. I know it's tough. Say you're gonna you're gonna it's it's still waiting on me. I I understand. It's still waiting on me. I still got a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff going. But when I when I make the effort to get cleaned up and drive here. I want to be in a praying, singing, shouting church service. That's a miracle in this mayhem world that we're living in. Hallelujah. I want it to be so thick 
that I don't have to wait to get in here to feel nothing. I don't want to have to wait to feel, I don't want to have to wait for the first song. I want to feel it when I walk in the doors. I'd say this is going to be a doozy tonight. Now, answer, answer me this. Don't answer me this out loud. How long has it been since you're like, this is going to be the night. It's going it's to it's blow sky high. Because it's going to happen tonight. It can be. It should be. And I'm going to add something else to that. It's got to be. I got to do my part. You have to do your part, and we have to be working together for the single purpose because there's a miracle in this mayhem. Amen. I'm not going to be satisfied with anything other than the miraculous. Amen. All right. So some of you tonight, I know that you want deliverance for your family members in many ways. Whatever you can think of, you want healing for them, whatever. Financial miracles. You know, I hate to bring that in, but some people need, they need money, need some more money. And they don't have any, so they just need, need the funding. I'm telling you, I am promising you, I'm standing here today. The Lord will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Be confident in this and praise him according to his excellent greatness. Amen. Don't let nobody keep you down. Don't let nobody suppress you. Because we have we have got to we got to kick a little and we got to kick more. In Jesus' name. I know tonight that um, I, 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 I want to tell you that in my prayer quest, things got worse and miracles happened in spite of what people had tried to do to me. And, it's, and a miracle brought me here. And I can stand here tonight and confidently say that I am excited about what the future holds as we work and move together, move forward together in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother Pertu told me, he said, don't, don't sing. I don't know if he's kidding or not, but I ain't going to sing. Amen. How many believes with me? that we can have a miracle in the mayhem. Hallelujah. Amen. We need them. I know know it's kind of slow. I know I'm kind of grinding her down. But if you want to swing from the chandeliers, you can't. Listen to me. You cannot. Uh, you, how many has ever poured a runway? 
I've never personally poured one. But if you, who, I'm not going to ask you to look this up, but I believe a runway for an airplane is two feet thick of concrete. And I don't know, I forget how thick the concrete is below where they blast off for shuttles and stuff and the, and the rockets, but it's thick. Before you can fly, you must have a good base. Okay? Now here's one of the problems I have with modern Christianity. They want, they want the pretty suits and they want the pretty ties. They want the pretty shoes. See, my clothes are already outdated because the new hip things are tied around the ankle and, and a little... A little taller. <clears throat> so we we will have to choose pretty or powerful. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. You want to be pretty or do you want to be powerful? The world it doesn't the, the pretty doesn't affect them. I can give you I could give you fact after fact after fact of how beauty does not work. Um, but power does. Brother, would you rather have a pretty truck or a powerful truck? What makes you more money? The chrome or the horsepower? Okay, tell, tell me what the chrome does. It looks pretty. It's high maintenance. And it's expensive. Huh? Looks so nice. Did you say that? You like chrome? Yeah, that's a country song. Your favorite color is chrome or something like that. We're not here to be a chrome church. We're here to be a powerful church. Because that's what they were in the Bible. Amen. Because <laughs> the Lord had told him, he said, Tarry him in Jerusalem till you be endued with chrome from on high. Pretty clothes, nice wardrobe, fancy hair. Now, now me, me and Brother Purdue, we don't spend much on hairdos, but some of them guys do. I'm not saying you can't trust them because they got pretty hair, but but I will say this. Listen to me. If they're about 65 years old and they ain't got a gray hair in their head, watch them. Yeah, I said it. Real men don't need to dye their hair. See, that's some of that new stuff. Used to not do that stuff. Used to call it out. They did, didn't they? See, the woman who started my home church, said a woman, Sister Spillman, did I say that? I ain't taking it back. She looked up at the choir loft one time because a woman had been cutting her hair. Now I feel the Holy Ghost. She said, come down for out of there and grind it to mill. That's what she said. That was powerful. It wasn't pretty. It was powerful. And they 
had the results to show it. There are, uh, there are methods that have not been discussed. You want to move up in the power standings? They're in the book. They're in the book. That's in the book. It's in the book. You may have not heard it in a while, but it's still in the book. Remember what, they, what, what that guy said in 2 Kings? The, old, the you know, Lord leaned, the king leaned on him. He said, have the windows of heaven open up. That won't be. But the man of God had spoken. He said, tomorrow things are going to be back to normal. Going to be selling. See, let's go back to it. Yeah, man, we we dug deep there. We went we went through all that stuff. Now, now that you'll go ahead. Thinking, thinking, thinking about them old paths. Thinking about. You wonder why they, they taught length of skirts, length of sleeves. Say, oh, preacher, don't start down that path. Too late. The reason that modern guys don't want to mention that stuff is because they don't want to lose the money. Don't let nobody play you over your money. Because remember what the Bible says about money? Huh? The love of money is the root of all evil. They want to make payments on their churches they want to make the payments on their fancy vehicles they want their fancy golf memberships because all that stuff's pretty and cool they want to hang out at the country club sister hey you know this preaching business it's almost like being a banker no it's not I ain't here to be nobody's banker although I can give you some real good financial advice if you want it ask me anytime I want these young men to be millionaires by the time they're 30. I don't want them to work like I've worked. And those answers are in the book. And they're in the people of God. We've got, we've got people here that know how to count money, know the systems that we work in, how to build wealth. And we want to share that with our young people. And Lord willing, we will. Because it's only fair. I ain't stupid. Even if I do use the word ain't. Okay. Back to um, 2 Kings chapter number 7. Everybody wants their wheat and stuff to be sold for the right price. People want the miracle. People want the move of God. They want the Holy Ghost to fall. They know what they want, but are... We, they, them, whomever, willing to pay the price to have the defined victory and freedom of the biblical church, the, the book, the second book of Acts church. I'm not looking for nothing else. I'm not looking for no modern church. I'm not looking for no modern philosophies. 
looking for a church whose sins are washed away by the blood of the Lamb. People that, when they speak in tongues, you know they didn't, they didn't learn it at some conference. I want to hear preachers preach that didn't learn how to preach at Bible school. I said it, I ain't taking it back. Bible school is not where you learn how to preach. So I'll go ahead and say it. I don't know if it's ever been said here. Bible school is a waste of your time and money, young people. Don't let them lure you into going. You've already got the Bible. You've already, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, get it. The Holy Ghost leads you and guides you into all truth. It'll complicate your life, leave you with debt. And that's some of our own people. I, yeah, thank you, sister. I am, I am right. I've had people who graduated from Bible school said, I didn't learn nothing until I left Bible school. That's when they started learning. Woo. Don't make me uh, have him write it so you believe that he told it to me. Most of them are just going there to find a spouse. Amen. I said there's some mayhem. I ain't going to play no jokes about it. There's trouble. There's trouble. We are we're troubled on every side. We're persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. In spite of all this, amen, I, I feel victory. I feel that the Lord is pleased. To, did you guys see the name under the title? This or Warner. <laughs> well, when you go down a path of newness, constantly seeking newness, listen to me, it becomes a disease. We got to do something new. We got to do something different. Wrong mindset. We don't have to do anything new. We don't have to do anything different. We can have revival and sing Amazing Grace. Not every time. Not every service. We can have revival and sing Goodbye, world, goodbye. Oh, I'll feel like singing now. Well, I told all my troubles goodbye. Goodbye to each tear and each sigh. Because this world where I roam, it is not my home. I am bound for a land in the sky. That's what it says. Amen. I know today that these these young these these 
young people, if the Lord tarries, I cannot believe the amount of change I've seen in the last 30 years. If the Lord tarries another 30 years, I don't see it, but I didn't see the year 2000 rolling around, and it did. They are going to see so much change. They're going to see so much resistance to the move of God. Amen. One last quick note along the lines of this, this story that we have from 2 Kings chapter number 7. People resist the move of God because it's It's going to move them. Think about it. When the Lord gets ready, old song says, you've got to move. You may be high. You may be low. You may be rich. You may be poor. But when the Lord gets ready, you got to move. And people are afraid of these moves. So this guy said, hey, I'm, the, the king leans on me. I've got a lot of good advice. Preacher, I don't care what the Lord does. Ain't happening. Preacher says, it's going to happen, and you're going to see it, but you're not going to be a part of it. Hmm. There is something I want to be a part of. With all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I want to be part of a church that is on fire for the Lord. In His presence is fullness of joy and as right hand are pleasures forevermore. As we all stand. Say, Brother Horner, you've drug us through everything like a like you like you tied us to the bumper of of your old Ford truck and took off in low gear. And we have covered a lot of ground. And some of it has probably shocked some of you. Some of it's probably bored some of you. But nevertheless, there's been a lot of good information shared. I want to go back to what was said a couple weeks ago. It was said, we do not need a reformation. We need a transformation. We need... We need to break out, and we can in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we go forward tomorrow and leave this service, let's think about what we, we all can do. Pray, fast, study the Word, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Let's bow our heads and pray.